Welcome back to Elevated Inspiration for Sunday School. We're in Lesson 8 of our Celebrating God series, and we're going to get started. Lesson text is coming from Psalms, the 84th chapter. Remember, there's five books in, um, in Psalms. We're in book three. Actually, there's actually 17 Psalms for book three. What's interesting is that 11 of those Psalms is written for Korah. Now, who is Korah? Korah is actually a descendant from Levi. He's actually from Kohan, who is the son of a Levite. Now, it's interesting when you look at the research of Korah, Korah actually rebelled along with the tribe of Reuben against Moses and Aaron during Exodus to the point that Korah was, was killed because of that rebellion. However, his descendants became prominent in the temple worship during King David before he died. And actually, there's one verse in 2 Chronicles 29 and 19 that states this. And the Levites of the children of the Kohanites and the children of the Koranites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. So these individuals were gifted singers. And 11 of those psalms is written for them to sing glory to God. First outline is Psalms 84 verses 1 through 3. It's talking about the opening appeal. I like this because verse 1 and 2 talks about God's presence. Notice how the Psalms it says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Amiable have reference to beloved. You know how some people say, My beloved city? What the Psalms is saying is, My beloved tabernacle. You see, the tabernacle is representing the presence of God because he says in the next verse, My soul longeth. I'm going to underline the word soul longeth and then fainteth. It even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. Remember, there's the inner courts and the outer courts. So, actually, what the Psalms is saying here, I long and I even fainteth to be in the courts of the Lord. When you think about that, that the scripture tells us that we need to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Notice here, my heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. All the summons, it's not that he's saying he is away, but he's longing to be there at the temple court. Then he compares that in verse three. Yet the sparrows have found a house and the swallow a nest for herself. You know how sometimes birds tends to um, um, habitate in tall buildings? So no evidently that the son is saying, he's looking, he's saying, oh yeah, I see the birds way up on the top of the temple there. And I'm envying them because they are, can be there amongst the presence of God. And then it says, where she may lay her young and even that altar, O Lord of hosts, I like this, my king, my God, because he is doing a personification. Not only is he, God is the creator of all things, but he's my God. He's my king. And then in verse four, it talks about constant praise. Notice he used the word bless. Bless are they that dwell in the house they will be still praising the Salah. You, you are blessed. Don't look at blessed all the time as, as having money. But think 
about a person, if they are there praising God, they are blessed. They are happy. They are, they are splendor. Maybe that's not a good term to use. But in the next verse, it says, continue in strength. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart are the ways of them. Who passes through the valley of Baca, make it well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion, Zion representing Jerusalem, appears before God. So if I can get there in that city of Jerusalem, I can be close to the temple. I can appear before God. It's a constant appearance, a constant in God's presence. So the question I want you to think about is, what self-evaluation can someone undertake to ensure that he is God's house? When you think about that, in the New Testament, it says we are the temple of God. So what self-evaluation do you need to take to make sure you're like the son that's so excited to be in God's house, so excited that God's presence is within me? And then we're going to dig a little bit deeper. And then the last outline, closing appeal. I like this right here. For self, oh Lord God of hosts. Now notice now it's all capital. So it's Yahweh. Hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. See long. So it's parallelism. He's saying the kind of the same thing. Hear my prayer. Give ear. Hear me out. And then for the Lord's anointing, I like this verse here because it says, Behold, O God, Abishib, look upon the face of thine anointed. So now I want you to hear me. I want you to give me your ear. But I want you to look upon the face and then the statement of trust for a day in, the, in thy courts. Oh, the courts of God. Not only is the temple, but if I can get there in the court, remember there's the inner court and the outer court. If I can get there in the court for a day and praise you, it's better than a thousand years or a thousand days. I had rather be a doorkeeper. Oh, yes, a doorkeeper. Remember Korah, they were the gatekeepers for the temple. And what the psalmist is saying here, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. <laughs> the opposite there. The sun we think is baking down, but he's also a shield to protect me. He's a sun to give me life. But he's also a shield to protect me from my enemies. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will withhold from them that walk upright. And then he ends, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusts in thee. Question I want you to think about it. In what ways does the Lord determine whether a person wants his presence or not? And what scripture convicts you most about wanting to experience the presence of God? And then my lesson learned from this is simple. The psalmist is very passionate about the presence in the Lord's house. So I asked myself this question. How seriously do I take the truth that God's presence is always with me? Now, if I'm serious about this question, then I must realize that location is non-essential instead that my heart must become passionate about spending time with god location is non-essential but my heart must become passionate about spending time 
with God. And the thought to remember is this. Remember the Lord's presence and be blessed. Let me say that again. Remember the Lord's presence and be blessed. I always say, see you in Sunday school. a few moments here in reflections you know the key verse was blessed are they that dwell in thy house they will be still praising thee Selah. you know in the old testament they would take pilgrimage to jerusalem to worship god sometime twice a year especially during the passover And then another time, and they look forward to that. We live in a different dispensation. Now the scripture in the New Testament says, we are the temple of God. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and dwelled within the 120 and even today the spirit of God is dwelling within the believers allow the presence of God to dwell within us just think about that are we excited about that Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. My prayer is this. Dearest Heavenly Father, thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are humble that you have promised to dwell with those who turn to you in simple trust and faith. We thank you for your presence with your people when we gather and worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.